Good morning, afternoon, and evening, Supercoach Elites. Welcome back to another Supercoach Elites podcast, proudly sponsored by the guys at exoticlimo.com.au and our mates at hungover.net.au. Feel your best while looking your worst. My name's Corey, and as always, alongside me is the Bombs Express. Choo-choo! That's right, Corey. The Bombs Express is back, and we'll have a preview today, a very, very, very early preview of round 17, so I don't know how uh, good this is going to be. However, uh, we'll just keep moving on. Um, before we do that, Corey, where can the listeners hit us up on social media? Uh, find us on Twitter at SC Elites. Find us on Facebook, iTunes, and SoundCloud at Supercoach Elites. And as always, on the website at www.supercoachelites.com. Now, Bumps, we are recording early because I am going on a couple of days break. Uh, just taking a bit of a holiday. So, um, getting away from Supercoach for a little bit. And that's forced us into an early podcast. So, better early than late, um, as Tom Brown always says. Uh, if you're not first, you're last. So we thought we'd get in nice and early. Um, another thing too, if you are looking at a limo, uh, the guys at Exotic Limo, make sure you drop our name there because they will give you a discount rate and always look after you. So we are getting in uh, silly season, wedding season coming up. Bonds, we know you've got one at the end of the year. Um, and you are riding in one of the fabulous exotic limos that you've booked. Um, you've given us a plug before, mate, but what do you got booked again? Gee, Corey, it's been that long since I booked it because I've been that excited to book it. Uh, I had to book it that bloody early to make sure I got the car. Um, what did I get, Corey? I think I got a big Jeep, big 14 uh, sort of person Jeep, so that'll be good. And the missus got uh, the is it the Stretch Ferrari or whatever it, whatever it's called, the Ferrari limo. Um, so, yeah, no, some very, very nice cars. Uh, I'll tell you the good thing, though, is if you head over to their website, Corey, you can um, actually take like a 360-degree kind of tour of uh, each and every car they have on there, and it shows you all the features they got going on. So uh, I know, you know, given that... I didn't get down to the showroom. Corey had helped me uh, sort of select my vehicle that I'll be using in a couple of months. That's good. We've been in them before, so we can hand on heart. They're not just uh, not just giving them a plug for giving, the sake of giving them a plug. They are a very, very, very good company, and they do a good job down there at Exotic Limo and uh, have been looked after a couple of times. So big clap clap to those boys. Anyway, let's talk Supercoach. That's what we're here to do. Bumps. How did you go this week? Just before we start, listeners, I had the privilege of uh, versing Bumps in three different leagues this week. So um, it was a nice little percentage boost for myself and uh, a little bit of easy pickings on you, Bumps. But uh, how did you go? What are you ranked? And how far did you drop? Because I definitely know you guys. Honestly, 2,182. It's an embarrassment of a score. But you need to consider this, Corey. I had two donuts and a haul. Um, I had uh, a lot of people probably be happy with two donuts and a whole bombs. Well, I'll tell you, Corey, my most nights I am. Uh, you know that that's just an average Wednesday night for me, Corey. Yeah, However, um, in the world of Supercoach, not in the world of Supercoach, Corey. I tell you, I, I this is the thing that pisses me off, Corey. I based my trades to avoid the donut, right now. I know, uh, you know, Gorn, I probably wasn't going to prevent that one in the end, so I can kind of accept that one. But I reshuffled my forward line, spent all the money in my bank, so that way I could move Core Bay to a defender so I could cover for Whitfield not being selected, even though he was on the extended bench, Corey. And then Boat goes out, leaves me one short in the forward line and cop the donut in the forward line. Then Hall goes down and gives me three points in the back line. He's carnage. So two Halls and a donut. No, sorry, two donuts and a Hall. That's what I got, Corey. <laughs> um, so considering 2180... 
I think that's actually not too bad when I was three oh, look, <laughs> I didn't realise how much carnage you actually had. Um, so it's not the worst score for... Um, you can see two donuts, what, 100 points. Marty Hall, you know, 1150. Yeah. You're probably missing about 300 points there. And to be fair, I mean, scored 2180, two donuts, a haul. But, you know, I had Boke out, I had uh, Cripper out, Whitfield out, Gorn out. So there's a fair, you know, fair handy players on, on sides. Anyway, um, I'm still in the top 13,000, just barely. I only went down 1,500 spots. Corey, I don't know what the hell the people are doing above me or the people below me, to be honest, because the numbers I've put up over the last month, I don't even deserve to be in the top 40,000. Yeah, it looks like they're probably not sure a couple what's going of donuts on. with no whores, but I'm not too sure. Um, or maybe whores just screwing everyone over. Look, hey, all I know More is or less, that... Uh, get rid of the whores. Oh, okay. Yeah, the whores got to go. Yeah. Um, I scored just... If you want to know how I went this week, Bumps, uh, a 2-3-2-5 in the end. Uh, I had one donut in there as well with Boke. Um definitely wasn't doing anything to trade. I had, I had the trade sitting there, but I wasn't trading Young down or anything and flying in my uh, head-to-head leagues and sit a lovely rank of 2,202. So, uh, went up 173 places, which is funny because I thought I'd done all right last week and I went down. I thought I was pretty average this week and went up. So, yeah, take it as it comes. Bizarro world, Corey. Some cash in the bank and... Uh, can't wait to get a couple. Oh man, Cripper better be back this week because the fact of you know feeling hate, fielding Hately and Clark is pissing me off. Yeah, I'm still running centre field, so that's kind of um, okay. He's kind of like my last on-field rookie for my premiums on the field. So um, Setters is doing enough back-to-back seventies. I think at the moment, I'm, I'm pretty happy with him. Can't complain really, there, can you? No. All right, let's have a little chat about rookies. So there's not much there. A couple of people would have went Chole last week. 62, probably would have paid off. Uh, who was the other one that everyone was going? Oh, that Cameron fella. Clap, clap if you picked up little Cameron last week. Four goals. Not bad. 82, I think he popped out. 163k, Bonds. He's got the mid-forward. Would you condone that still? 163 and an 82 in the system? Corey, he had about four touches on the weekend for four goals. And um, there's anything I learned from picking Robbie Young in the year. And so this probably won't last. Uh, and going early on a couple... Oh, oh sorry. Oliver uh, Hanrahan. I don't know how to pronounce that properly. From... Uh, Hanrahan. Hanrahan. Yep. Yeah, yep. I should, should know. But uh, as a Collingwood supporter, uh, piss ball. I only watched the last quarter on Friday night, so that was shocking. Um, and normally I'd go and re-watch these games, but being a Sunday night, I haven't yet. And being the fact that Collingwood pissed it away at the end, I probably don't really want to. Um, 85 on the weekend, negative 56 break even, 123k forward, almost ideal for the uh, anyone that's got the binds up forward and uh, uh, Rob sitting in the rucks. But do you think he'll hold his spot? Um, yeah, Hanrahan we're talking about, yeah? Yep. Yep. Um, Corey, you saw the last quarter, didn't you? Yep. Yep, Hawthorne kicked five goals in the last quarter to win the game? Yep. Yep, how many Hanrahan kick? Two. Yep, so don't think he's getting dropped. Yep, long term though. Um, I think they they know they're not making finals, so I think they're going to persist with him. I don't mind it. We're going to get to some Rob talk because I've got a bit of a left field play that I want to discuss later. So, 
Um, what about all the other boys? We got Isaac Quainer played one game. Uh, the nope. Egg, who's played one game, he dropped uh, nope. seventy seven on the weekend. Uh, Dunkley at one hundred and two k midfielder. Oh, I thought he was a mid forward, so I'm pretty annoyed that he's only a midfielder. Any of those yep, boys nah. uh, early, or you want to wait another week? I'll wait. More than like, look, it just depends on what I have to do with my team, Corey, um, whether I want to do an upgrade this week or not. But um, if I'm going early on one, it's going to be Dunkley. And if I just was picking one of the fellas who going into their third game, it'd be Hanrahan. Yeah. Yeah, I agree there. Let's probably push on. Um, oh, I was going to who am I, but it's not really like very structured and not as good as I thought, so you know what? We'll go it anyway. Who am, yeah, I? who am I is never as good as it seems to be, Corey. I play, I play for a bottom ten side. Got the <laughs> oh, I actually got the ladder on me at the moment, Corey. Too surprisingly, yeah. We uh, we had a win. Oh no, we didn't. We had on the weekend. On the weekend, no, we lost. Definitely, Jesus definitely Christ. didn't win. Uh, On the season, I have dropped three scores over 120, four over 100, uh, five over 100, sorry. But two of my scores over 120 have been 140 plus. So two 140 plus scores. Two 140 plus scores. Yep. Uh, You could say that out on the field, I've had a position change that we thought was going to happen a little while ago. You had a position change. I've still managed, what is it, one, two, three, three scores of below 80. I think I know who it is, but persist. Um, I've let everyone down before. It's not James Sicily, is it? It's not James Sicily. I was going to do James Sicily, but I thought that was too easy. So you've had a position change and you've let sort of people down before. Yeah, this position change was projected last year. Oh, Jack Billings. It is Jack Billings. There we go. Jack Billings, 144 on the weekend. The way I refer to Jack Billings, Bombs, he's like, you know, the loading screen. You know, we're sitting there, it's loading, it's loading. We're waiting for the final (laughs) transfer. And has the file finally transferred? He had a game and a half on the weekend. We've seen this before. You said this team won on the weekend, didn't you? Yeah, and then I changed it to, no, we didn't. We definitely Oh, okay. Yep. Sorry. Okay. Um, has the file transferred? Is this one of those plays that you can have a look at at the back end of the run home if you've got to upgrade to a forward somewhere? Nah, because I think the top six forwards are, are quite clear and above all the, all the rest of them. So it's a firm no. What's the top me? six think... right now, though? Because I think the top five's an absolute lock. Yeah, and numbers... Marshall, Kelly, Boak... Yep, and number six, you may laugh, but I think Zeeble. Wow. I mean, given Caleb Daniels' injury, I think Caleb Daniels' number six, yep. but I think Zeeble slots in at number seven, but the fact that everyone has Heaney probably makes Heaney number six for a lot of teams. Yep. So it's mm. still just the fact that, unfortunately, he has to miss because you have to go get Dangerfield, Dunkley, Boat, Kelly, and your boy, Roel Marshall. Yeah, I think most of 126 from Marshall on the weekend. I must say a very good debut in the Bombs lineup this week. Um, oh, and he, and, yeah, of course I did. I traded Brad Crouch to him. Do you think I'm stupid? How good is it owning Roel Marshall just quietly? I tweeted it today. Yeah. 
I sent a message to you guys. I think I was I was down at a sh- I was down at a shop getting some lunch on Saturday, right? And um, I just sent a message to uh, the group chat that we mainly talk Supercoach Inquiry, and I said, guys, I can't believe I've done this. I'm feeling a bit uneasy, but Rowan Marshall is in my team, and I, honestly, I never thought I'd be saying those words, Corey, and um, made me feel a little bit sick. But hey. With a one twenty six on the weekend, and now he's sitting at six hundred thousand, Corey. The blokes average one hundred and nine on the season. Oh my goodness, yeah. um, he's been tremendous. I mean, obviously, and um, you know, obviously, my tune changed. Uh, how, how many weeks ago do we have, Brett? Two weeks back now, wasn't yeah. it? Two, three weeks ago. Um, and that was the week where I just said, "Yeah, you know what? Stuff it. Here it is. Uh, let's do it. Take him. Get him. Yeah." All right, beautiful. Before we just get into some general discussion, um, it's going to be a pretty quick pod tonight because I didn't post the question thread out, but I did put a little question thread on the website, Bombs, for those who are a little bit bored and have nothing better to do than check our page out on a Sunday night. So, Jared Ward and Arogo, they're going to get their questions answered. I Um, wouldn't call those people bored, Corey. I'd call them hard studiers. Yeah, but anyway... For everyone else, feel free to drop your questions still throughout the week on the podcast thread. Um, and as a community and a family, we'll get on and do our best to answer them. So while I'm away, if I get some spare time, you know, could be on the toilet, could be in the car, whatever it is, bombs, just jump uh, on, swipe I'll tell you, answer some questions. If there's one thing I know about Corey, even when he's away with the missus, there'll be there'll be time. That'll still take priority, the Supercoach website. Don't you worry about that. Don't, don't muck around there. So, Jared Ward. <laughs> hey, Bombs Mania and Co. <laughs> Bombs Mania? Okay. I've been relegated to Co now. Well, you only the lead. You couldn't even write Corey. you got to pre- you only... press another three letters on Co to put my name in there. Don't know who the hell you think you are, Corey. You're only the host, mate. <laughs> one more midfield upgrade to make. I don't have Neil or Bont. Which one? Both have a decent run home. Oh, my God. Neil, for sure. Is this by contemplating that? Yeah, I'm locking Neil Ever as well. Isn't Neil cheaper than Bont, too? Uh, I think he might be. I know Bont's no. 570. Neil's 571. Yeah, <laughs> what a game. I'm locking Neil, though. I don't... It's I didn't know. Uh, didn't look at the stats or anything. Um, the Sunday Twilight game is not a good time slot for myself. So, um... Oh, I know he's Neil scored 151. Put him down for three votes as well. He was a monster. Nice. Uh, Arogo, go Bonfenstein and team. Bonfenstein. Well, I like that because it implies I'm smart. These guys taking their piss at the what? Um, They're just smart people. Oh, I've had it up to here with Jeremy Cameron considering a sideways trade to Westoff. Currently 20k in the bank, seven oh, trades geez. left with one defensive upgrade. Should I pull the trigger? Corey, we've had two questions this week, right? <laughs> two questions, just two. It's a small, it's a small, a small number to have to answer. But the fact that this idiot has written in Corey and asked that question about West, uh, I have absolutely no faith in the morons that listen to the podcast, Corey. I really do, really don't. Sorry. So I'd say you Seriously. have no faith in Westoff, Corey. Do you? No, I don't. No, no, no. If uh, my tune would really change if uh, Lysette went down, um, and he took the heat on the weekend, and yeah, he had a good game, and I think he'll he'll have games like that. But I can't see him being anywhere near probably the top ten. Westoff Corey, this idiot wants us to trade him. Westoff, is he is he lost his mind? 
Jeremy Cameron, 400k as well. And he's still got seven trades. Like, if you're going to do that, you'd you'd pump it up. Oh, there's some ugly scores. Corey. Justin Westhoff. Well, he's got 124 on the weekend. Corey, I couldn't care less if he scored 624. I'm not trading him in. Yeah, no, nah, I wouldn't be looking at him either. Isaac Henney, is he sneaky to just be top 10 from here to the back end? He dominated that weekend's game. Hey, his last month's been really good, actually. Low score of 90 and three out of four tons in that, Corey. So, um, yeah, no, I'm, I'm more than happy. You know, at the start of the year when, you know, we're bitching and moaning, you know, he had a few 60s in there and we're just like, yeah, Heaney's just doing kind of some Heaney things at the moment. This is the annoying thing now. He's going to creep his average up to probably just under the 100 and he's going to beat the same price next year and we're probably all going to start him again. Because yeah, I think... You know we are. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I mean, correct me, providing he's a forward, correct me if I'm wrong, though, has he not averaged 97, like, the last two years yeah, or something never, like that? never averaged over 100. Yeah, and, and we're probably going to get another 97 I don't, I don't know how factually correct this, but I'm trying to recall back to the preseason. I think we said he's never been a top six averaging forward. Yeah, that, that's sort of your domain. You did all the history kind of stuff on that, haven't you? So, um, and again, I mean, he's not going to be at top six, not even on overall points this year. Nah, not at all. Anything else you want to talk about about for, about forwards? Um, you'd say Brett I think, would be back this week. Ah, uh, you'd have to assume so, wouldn't you? Yeah. Do you watch if not, I'm in a, I'm really up shit creek. Um, wow, it's interesting you say, did I watch the Geelong game? No, I didn't. Um, but then I kind of did. And then I didn't, just because I was out and about Corey, and um, I may have been in front of the TV. (laughs) May have been in front of the TV, but not necessarily watching. No, that's all right. Um, Man, Tim Kelly, what a start. Like, what a a little tease. What do you mean by that? He was on, like, 60 at quarter time, finished on, like, 74. Was he really? Yeah, I don't know if he was on 60. That might be a little bit of mail on that. That was was shitty. His halftime score was definitely high. Like, very high. His first quarter was insane. It's a bit like that. Um, there were a few players that scored sort of similar to that this weekend, I think, too. Yeah. There was Matt Crouch, Gosh. I think, was he was mid 70s, yeah, 10 minutes into the second quarter, and he scored 107. Yeah, he's an idiot. I don't like that guy. Um, look, let's talk the ruck department because I think I know it's very, very early in the week. Gone not getting up today. Um, I've had a couple of chats that look. Don't hold me to this. I really hope you are listening to this podcast early in the week rather than later in the week when we've got a lot more news coming out. But at the moment, I'm almost considering not moving Riley O'Brien this week, even with a 124 break even. Um, and there's a method to my madness. Unless I see Gorn train every session this week and is 100% okay, which I think he will be, mind you, I'm not moving Riley O'Brien. Um, I just want a little bit of safety there, and I'd rather have someone covering that zero if Gorney was a laid out, especially with the way Pruce played on the weekend. Um, if he's not 100%, and I know Gorn is he's a competitor, he's a warrior, even if he's not 100%, he wants to be out there. Um, it, it's just going to be a watch this space for me. Really want to uh, monitor Big Maxi and make sure that he's all right before I even contemplate moving O'Brien. So my trades are going to be late. Um <laughs> Yeah, it's going to be funny because I trade O'Brien. It's it's most likely going to be affected by... It has to be before Friday because it's affected by Bynes. So a lot of a lot of in, a lot of eyes will be pondering over Maxi Gorn this week. Um, 
You know, a lot of teams traded Gorn to Goldstein, like what, on Sunday? Yeah, well, a lot of people might have been targeting that league win coin. Yeah. So, Going for made it, sense. Sure if you had the trades. Yeah, but if you had the trades to kind of do it, though, I mean, he's just gone 148 against the Saints and he's coming up against Essendon, who have Zach Clark in the ruck. Well, he's a so feature in your captain's article this week, then, Goldie. Without doubt, you can, I can assure you with that. And, um, you know, Max comes back, maybe drops in price. Um, they can probably then sideways the two on. together at some point. Yeah, his break-even is only 51, Goldie. Gee, would you be surprised if Grundy sat had a game between now and the back end of the season? Uh, yeah, I would be, yeah. You know, for a player that's, uh, met, you know, every week we talk about, yeah, he might not be 100% fit, 100% fit. You know, he paid the whole second half on Friday night. Yeah. His scoring reflected that because he was only on, like, I think he nearly had a nearly 100-point second half, too. Yeah, did not come off. So And didn't think he was that good in the second half, to be honest, and he nearly had 100 points. Yeah. No, it's crazy. Crazy. Look, I hope Gorn's back this week. I hope Grundy's back this week because a move to O'Brien will really set me up for to strike over the next couple of weeks. You, but, uh, you hope Grundy's back? What's that about? Was is he not in at the moment? Sorry, I hope Grundy plays. I hope Gorn's back. Yeah, okay, cool. Well, look, I, I don't even know why I said I hope Grundy plays. Grundy will play. I just hope Gorn's back. <laughs> <laughs> There's no injury doubt on uh, on Grundy. Let's assure the community Especially that on one. a Sunday night. Um, yeah. Cripper back this week, or are we going to be affected by a toe? Um, I told you when it happened. Nah. I freaking hate this injury. No, nah, he's, he's all right. He'll, he'll come back in now. Two weeks off. You know what this was? This was the opportunity to give him a rest. Yep. They they would have looked at it at match committee, right? And, you know, as a club, and they would have said, hey, we actually surprised ourselves. We can win without this fella. Why not give him that extra week off and see if we can do it again? And, hey, they nearly pulled it off again. So I think um, it's just about a sure thing now to come back. Thank you. Well, it's not tanking, is it, Corey? Because they're not trying not... They are going out there to win. Midfield upgrades to the back end of the year. Rattle me off some names, and they can be your uber primos. They can be players that are in your team. Kind of in a bit of an order for players that you would target. Um, so if I didn't have So hypothetically, you're sitting here, you get to pick eight players between now and the back end of the season. It doesn't okay, have to so be eight, just name a whole bunch of names. Okay, we'll do we'll do my top eight. Is that essentially what you want, McRae? That'll do. Yep, McRae. Um, we don't know what the injury news is around Josh Kelly, but if he's fit, then Josh Kelly. Would you grab um, him this week, or would you just hold out? Nah, his break even is now one fifty, one fifty four. And like I said, he just keeps keeping on. He's not doing anything that's standing out a lot, but he's just notching up another ton after ton after ton. But he's not going absolutely nuts. Just while comes we're on the subject, against, and. I'm, I'm really, really sorry to butt in as I ask a question and then come with another question. If he's out, say, hypothetically, two, three, four weeks, does Cornelio become a serious option? Uh, yeah, great question. Um, he becomes more of an option, yeah. Last five scores, 207, 64, that was against Adelaide. 130 on North, 102 on Essendon, 158 on Brisbane. Before that, he had 87, 75, 76. Yeah, so that's the thing with Canelo. It's high or it's not really adequate enough. So um, I think he becomes more point relevant, yeah, when, when Josh Kelly's not there, yeah, for sure. Yep, anyway, back to what um, you're saying. Sorry. We assume he plays. So McRae, Kelly, um, Fife, Cripps, assuming Cripps is fit, um, Lockie, Neal. Yep. And then this is where I think it then starts to get a little – yeah, it starts to get a lot more challenging. I, I think 
um, sort of between now and then, uh, sort of the end of the year, what I've got to pick another three, I'd be more than happy with the combination of, oh, now you kind of threw through, can you into it then? Yeah, Bonson, Pally, Parker, and Cunnington as the highest average in players. You worried about Parker, the fact that since Kennedy's been back, it's been 106, 97? No, that's okay. that's okay. I mean, he couldn't. I don't think he was the level he was at. I didn't think he was able to sustain for the entire entire he was year. Awesome. Yeah. And, and Cunnington edging out Canelio, and ugh, well, because of the one fifty eight in the weekend. Like Clary's had two scores this year. One he's had a one fifty eight and a one seventy five. Yeah. Well, sorry, a one forty one as well. But there, there is. Only three scores above 122 for the season. Like, for me, that's not enough. Yeah. Now, and I'm the same, man. Like, for me, I'm sitting here. I'm like, Lockie Neal, Jack McRae, Kelly, Cripper, Fife. Um, and then it gets that little bit of tough. I'm weighing up between my last my last three spots that I've got to weigh up is Josh Kelly when he's fit. That takes it. And then I've got one spot and I've got three names that I like. I like Bont. I like Parker. I like Cunnington. But now Bont with the one forty six, I don't know if that's just tantalised me too much. I think I'm going. I think I'm going Cunnington, especially now. You know they kept into that low score on the weekend when he ended up popping. Ended up scoring eighty nine. Eighty nine, which was really respectable for what he was on. So break even of ninety one five forty nine k. He's sitting at a real juicy price. I really like Cunnington at the back end of the year, and and we spoke about fixture as well. Like this is his run: Essendon, Brisbane, West Coast, and then in finals you got Hawthorne, Geelong. That bit of a tough one, Port Adelaide and Melbourne. Yeah, but I mean, you look at St Kilda and you would have thought, oh gee, that's a good fixture. You only get it to an eighty-nine. The week before, you look at Collingwood. According to you, no one scores good on Collingwood, right? <laughs> and he gets a he gets one hundred and forty-six that week. So, I mean, fixtures. Taggers, though, they were taggers. Yeah, yeah. Fixtures, and I mean, and really, how much can you tag Ben Cunnington? I guess. Um, oh, I, what I. Sent Steele to him today, and um, DeBoer done that job before he got injured in round 13. 18, 18 tackles to Steele today, yeah, I saw that. Um, yeah, look, the thing with Cunnington is, though, two weeks out of the last three, he's had sub-90 scores. He's had a 59 and an 89 in his last three. So um, I think that's a big concern, and it probably should even be enough to, even, I think, deter you from picking him in the next week or so anyways. Yeah, now nah, I'm still confident. You have a look at the rest of those scores, and I'm super confident on them. Low, well, low score, low second lowest score of 89 bombs. It's Long good, time. but the fact yeah. is, his two lowest scores of the year have come in the last three weeks. So, are you saying? So, is the ride over? Bont, yeah, Bont and Cali. Oh, Bont, I think Bont and Cali, yeah, are much ahead of Cunnington, yeah. Dunkley, Bont, McRae. They just, they do it every week, don't they? Yeah, they do. And, look, I already know your answer for this. I know my answer for this as well. That shouldn't scare people off, should it? No. No. Again, refer back to that 2010 midfield of Beams, Pendlebury and Dane Swan. Mm. I think two out of, I think all three of them finished in the top of their line for overall average on that year as well. I think Beamer was a forward, wasn't he? Yeah, had side bottom as a forward as well, I think, yeah. as well. But I don't th- did he finish? I don't know if he finished top six, though. If Actually, I think he did. He probably would have, yeah. He was a beast. It's, 20, it's 2019 months. We're not talking about 2010, mate. Get over it. <laughs> Beautiful. All right, well, that's some good defen- That's some good midfield talk. Now, let's go down back. Uh, James Sicily. 
what do we say about this premium defender? I loopholed him with Ainsworth on the weekend, just to give you a bit of peace of mind. And I'll tell you what, if you saw Ainsworth 77 before Sicily, you probably almost would have taken that, would you not? scaled up to. Oh, you got 80. Yeah. Okay, yeah, you probably would have taken that than risk consistently, I reckon. Um, he played defence, Corey, and we know what happens when he plays defence. He goes half all right. So um, if anyone doesn't have him, 437, break even a 36, I'd be jumping on. He's got to be the he's got to be the number one target down there right now if you don't have him. But I've got a question because a lot of teams already have five. If you've got five defenders, no Hearn, no Sisley, who do you go at for the price? Mm, great almost, question. Almost 100k between them. Do you yeah, grab Sisley pretty... now and then try and get Hearn a little bit later on as a you know D seven? It's a team dependent question, Corey, because it, it's a matter of how many trades you got left, how much money you got in the bank, what's it going to take to sort of, I guess, complete your team in uh, air quotes. Um, so, yeah, if you've got more than enough trades to complete your team and you've probably got, you know, five, six left over, then I don't mind going out and trying to get the Hearn, doing the extra trade to make sure you get Hearn. Um, and. However, if you don't, you're going to finish the season with, say, two trades by getting Hearn with a complete team. Then if you can finish the season and get Sicily with three trades, I'd probably rather that, that move. I just want to raise... Uh, I love that point too, by the way. I strongly agree. just want to raise the fact with the Frio boys as well. You're going to, get, you're going to see a lot of people being scared about Luke Ryan and a lot of people worried about Griffin Logue's scores on the weekend. A 50 and 67 in a game that was played in torrential rain for two, like really skilled intercept markers in a game they got absolutely polaxed in I think they're kind of outliers you know? really I mean he scored 62 the week before Ryan as well um, he's only scored one score above 95 in his last five games um, two scores above 95 since round eight he's not as good as everyone thinks I believe and that's why I'm trying to target Lockie Whitfield on the bench as a um, D7. So I can have loops every week. Um, but yeah, anyway, all right. Might have shoot me in the ass for that one. Griffin Logue, anyway. I don't think you should worry as much. Uh, well, I can't stand him, honestly. Yeah, but you hate him because I love him. Probably, yeah. That's got a lot. But I mean, there. what would be nice would be if he could come out and just go 90 or something this week. That, that'd be handy. You know, he's a bit of a germ at the moment. That hate Who's fella. That? Yeah, you know, Corey. Oh my! Talk about ruining your season. Gee, boy, oh boy, Corey. Boy, oh boy. But I'll tell you, Kelly goes down. Whitfield, we know is going to come back in, right, Corey? Because we have to be optimistic, otherwise we might go insane here. He, he might be every chance to hold his spot again. What was his time on ground today? Do you know by any chance? Because it was sixty percent last week. Um, now, now, fan footy's down, so fan footy's usually good at showing you that stuff really, really quickly. Um, I might have a flick through the AFL app here while we'll, we'll, uh, mm. we'll, we'll move That's on to the next thing. But, man, I need some. I need Crips back because I'm sick of playing both these idiots on the field. Yeah, it's nice to loop them, isn't it? Like, for instance, Clark. I don't know why I went Hately to beat 55. That was stupid. I should have taken Clark's 55. 55, 100%. After last week's Hately, that was shocking. Um who did Freo play this week? Freo play Hawthorne, who are generally pretty carker at putting the ball inside 50. I'm just trying to see whether I'd upgrade in my midfield or I'd upgrade down back. Because um, I'm going to have to run one of Dylan Clark or Hately. 
Can I loop them though? No, I can't. That's a little bit annoying. The reason I can't is because it's Bewley who plays beforehand and Scott who plays Essendon. Oh my, hey, Corey. That's a dagger. Out of 130 minutes, that was, uh, so in the game, GWS played 130 minutes and 34 seconds. How many minutes do you reckon Haitley played? 60. 100 minutes, Corey, and 56 wow. seconds. He's wow. played, now by percentages, he's played probably 77% off the top of my head. And he's pumped out of 40. He's No, there's no way he's going to maintain in that team. He's goner. He's a goner. I'm probably going to end up doing him to Dunkley this week, and that'll probably just leave me with another donut the week after when Dunkley gets dropped. Jesus. Yeah. That's ugly. Oh, uh... Trade talk's going to be very interesting. Any kind of other players you want to have a general chit-chat? Anyone that's kind of left field caught your, caught your eye? No, I think we're all very vanilla. We're all kind of very boring. Um, I want to say to all the Zach Williams lovers out there, and I thought that's who you were going to do, the Who Am I on this week, to be honest, Corey. Nah, I'm rubbing your face in about that. Whitfield's out. Like, tell me one time I said that Zach Williams will be poor without Whitfield. No, you haven't. What did, what did he score? Well, one twelve or something on the weekend again. He's he's pretty good. He's pretty good that fella. You know, he's out. He's actually out averaging Brian Sicily. He's out averaging a lot of them. Well, he's one of those ones that we should probably give more consideration, but we don't. I think because of that whole Whitfield factor, we think it's going to stop. But there's every chance this continues. Do you remember in the preseason when um we said we'd pick Callum Mills over him? Yeah, that was that was a mistake. That was pretty stupid, wasn't it? Yeah. Well, Captain Hindsight will always have the right answers, won't he, Corey? Yeah. Hey, uh, one, one like, real, real left-of-field option. We get some pretty stupid questions in. Do you reckon Toby McLean's position is going to stay, like, change permanently? Play a little bit more midfield, or, midfield on the weekend. I'm just asking, because we get every single week, we get kind of questions like, oh, I've got three trades left and have to get someone at under 400k to get a primo in my midfield. Should I look at this guy or this guy? Is Toby McLean one of those ones that the the people who just play for fun can have a look at? Was dropped, was told to go back and find some midfield minutes, come back in a lot like Dunkley last year? I don't want to engage in this conversation, Corey. You don't want to talk I would, about I, even, if, even, if, even if people just play for fun, Corey, those idiots wouldn't be listening to a podcast, would they not? <laughs> um, no, I mean, Toby McLean, pull your head in. Yeah, just on, um, I just want to redirect attention to Zach Williams, Corey. He's played, what, nine games, I think, with um, Whitfield yep. this season, I think. Uh, no, not nine. He didn't play around seven and eight. So, Whitfield's played, they've played seven games together, right? Yeah. Guess how many tons that uh, Williams has scored with Whitfield in the team? Six. Two. So when Whitfield plays, Williams has scored two out of seven tons. When Whitfield doesn't play, um, Williams has tonned in every game except one. And that was an 82. Good stats. You know he's flown under the radar in the last month. We got a question about him a little ago. We shut him down. Um, but I had him draft. Shit, this man should have been who am I. Hasn't dropped under 100 since round 10. These are his scores. 104, 135, 148, 100, 103, 117. Pendlebury? Dane no. Rampey. 
Oh, Rampy, yeah. Well, what's he doing back there? You know, I feel like sometimes now spoilers are getting um, some points. Like getting like serious points for spoils. I saw Logue even go up twelve points for getting a spoil. Yeah. That that's 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 an oversight, Corey. That's some seriously good numbers from. Logue. And based on the last seven weeks, I'd take him over Luke Ryan right yeah. now. Five fifty k. It's expensive, particularly for a name with Dean Rampy. But um, if he stops climbing goalposts, Corey. Yeah. Fucking hell! I wish I didn't pick Luke Ryan. Yeah, I wish I didn't have it. I actually wish I didn't. I wish I had Tom Stewart over Luke Ryan, to be honest. But even that, like, you look at those last seven weeks and you're kind of like Tom Stewart or Dane Rampey. Yeah. And off off name, like, we we were asking that question before I'm reading out those numbers. I'm probably saying Stewart every day of the week. Yeah. But those Rampey numbers, my God. Rampey's had two scores below 80, 63 and 58. They went back-to-back weeks. Everything else has been... 81 or above, and there's only been three scores in the 80s. Mm. And it's funny because Stuart, I mean, as consistent as he's been, it, since round 10, he's only gone over 100 once. Yep. And Rampy's done it every round since. Seven in a row. Do we just yep. not pay attention because we've got Jake Lloyd there and we just think it's Jake Lloyd's kind of back line? And... Probably. Yeah. But, hey, if we can pick 600 Bulldogs players, well, couldn't we pick two Swans? Three Swans, Depends, yeah. if you think about Heaney. Four Swans, Parker. Okay, now we're just going to have a whole Swans team, aren't we? It's crazy. Some good mm. starts. Good hey, you know, some, you know something a little bit left field? Yeah. You know you, you don't mind the left field option, do you? Yeah, um, I don't know what's going on in the Sydney Ruck department, but I'll tell you now, Aliyah Leah, if he's a Ruckman, he'll finish He'll finish between now and then top eight averaging in the back line. Good draft pickup. Insanely good draft pickup, I reckon. Um yeah, I don't know what's happening with that ruck situation. They clearly chose not to play the bloke they drafted in the um, in the mid-season draft. That was a ruckman yep. who the AFL thought, well, especially in this situation, they would they would play. He's he's a genuine option, I think, Leo Leo. If um, if Sydney actually don't have a ruckman coming back into the team for the next six or so weeks, whatever's left. What's wrong with Sinclair? How long have for? I really don't know. I know he was out this way. I thought he was going to be out for at least a couple. I'm not sure what the injury news is, but, I mean, if he's injured for a period of time, Corey, that's a, for me, I mean, Ruckman, we know Ruckman just scored points, yeah? Yeah. Did he headbutt the floor or something? Is it a concussion? I don't know. Yeah, no idea. Or did he do his arm when he came back on? He had 22 hit-outs last weekend. What did he score? What did he put up? He turned up. Don't know what he scored, but he certainly turned up. Uh, let's bring him up. Leah, internet wants to work. 80, no, 108. I mean, he did play against Zach Clark, so you probably want that a little bit more. Callum's he dislocated. potentially over. Yeah, dislocated his right shoulder. I don't, and Twice, not once, but twice. Yeah. I actually don't mind that, to be honest, because we know... Well, Sydney have shown they're going to use him in the ruck. They used him when Sinclair went down. They played him in the ruck this weekend. If he's named in the ruck again solo and goes bang another ton, I actually don't mind it. 404k. Yeah. That's one of those ones that we were talking about before, like those real fun picks. Mm. 108 on the weekend. And he didn't ruck the two games before that, did he? Did he ruck against Gold Coast? 
I don't believe he's been rucking at all this year unless there's been an injury in-game. He's had a couple of uh, high scores too. Shit, I, if you ask me, I would have said he's probably scored over 100 once or twice. He's, he's, a pretty, he's pretty good at sort of the intercept defending and that. So he gets very adventurous with the ball, um, and so that's probably his strength and his weakness sort of rolled into one, I reckon. No, they had but, um, Reed rucking when Sinclair went down mainly, and Alir attended a couple as well. Provided support. Yeah, but Alir lined up in the ruck this week, I think. It'll be interesting to see where they name him. Yeah. Yeah, don't want that. I mean, I couldn't do it. I, I probably couldn't do it, but there I've heard of worse there. things yeah, like Brown Marshall. We, <laughs> <laughs> oh, we know how that turned out. Yeah, it's nice and tough down there. Luxury trades for finals are going to be handy. Um, but yeah, anything else you need to add about any other players? Anyone else that tickles your fancy? Look, let's. Why don't we have a quick chat about players that are pissing people off. Is it just time to like you got your Brayshaws, Jeremy Cameron up forward. Is they are they just luxury trades right at the back end of the season? Yep. Yeah. Unfortunately if you got yourself in a bit of trouble you just gotta stick with them for now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not giving you much more than that. You probably wanted me to give you a little bit more, but I've got nothing more to add than that. I mean you know, and people have a go at us, Corey. You know, oh, you know, you're never aboard the Marshall train. You're never aboard this train. But, you know, don't forget we were never aboard, you know, players like... Um, oh, I've just gone totally blank. Who the hell was I just talking about, Corey? Oh, Who did you mention just before? Um, Jeremy Cameron. Jeremy, Jeremy Cameron. Cameron. That, I mean, how often did that come through in the first seven rounds this year? Jeremy yeah. Cameron, I'm going to do everything I can to get Jeremy Cameron in. He's done nothing since. Seriously. So, I mean, his scores were good. So, you know, there comes a point. I think there's always a tipping point when it comes with players, isn't there, Corey? And, you know, I certainly reached that point with Marshall when I was just like, yeah, okay, this is not going to stop. But there are so many other players out there where it does stop. So, you know, if you go ahead. I'll give us credit, and I won't really toot both our horns very often. It's one thing that I think we're actually very, very good at, and that's realising when we're wrong. Like, neither of us really say, no, I'm not going to pick him just because I said I'm not going to pick him. Like, Rowan Marshall, you said you weren't going to pick him. You laughed at it for six rounds, eight rounds, whatever it was. But here he is in your team. So, you know, we're not the kind of people that are going to sit there and and hold a grudge and just be like, because we said we're not going to pick that player, we're not going to pick him. Um, Zach Williams is probably a prime example. but we've And you've based logic around why why you're not picking him, why you're not looking at him. And that's because he doesn't turn up with Whitfield. There's every decision we make is almost semi-educated. Um, but yeah, like you never get cre- you never get credit for the ones that you don't pick. I mean, Basher Hooley, how easy could we ba- he jumped on Basher? Yep. Like when he was absolutely but didn't. But no, because Jaden Short was always going to come back, and that was going to be a problem. Hmm. You know, the ones we get wrong, we'll always say congratulations for those that have the balls. Man, for those who picked Marshall at 400k, clap, clap. Yeah. Nailed it. And Boke. And yeah. Boke really early, yeah. Mm. Start of the year. Just those ones. But, uh, yeah, one trade if you could change. What would you change? Uh, a, a trade of change that I have completed already. No, if you could change one trade you made on the season, what would you change? Um, Either in or out. 
Yeah, it's a great question, Corey. Um, I, to be honest, I, I think I'd not get Andrew Gaff or... Oh, yeah, I wish I picked, you know, a Bont over a Crouch to kind of start the year yeah. or picked Bont instead of Gaff when I went and got Gaff that week. Yeah. Something like that I think would have been handy. Uh, mine was probably, I'd, I'd probably have to say Hoare early, but my team's still in a good spot without that. But I think going forward into finals, I'm really worried about this Luke Ryan fella. So. Um, really? Yeah. As in in a bad way? Yeah. I yeah, wish yeah, I didn't. I wish I didn't jump on Ryan. I wish I jumped on Stewart that week instead, because I know I picked mm. Stewart, but I would have picked Hearn instead of Stewart as well. Um, the one the listeners are probably thinking of when you asked me the question was obviously Rob, but I thought that would have been too obvious to kind of say. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm probably Marty Hoare as well. Yeah. Yeah, but no. Nah. Uh, it's bloody early, but vice captain and, and captains. No, it's, it's not. I mean, this is, I reckon, I mean, you know, I think our podcast should run a little bit shorter, Corey, even though I do love the sound of my own voice. Captains and vice-captains this week. Where the hell do we go here, Corey? Oh, yeah, 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 on Friday night. That's going to be interesting. I don't particularly like it. If Gorn lines up, that's going to be a monster score from Gorn, I think. Um... I kind of feel like they're going to try the double Ruckman approach, though, just in case Scorn has some issues during the game. Um, Dangerfield's in sick form, but I just wrote my article last week saying I can't trust him anymore. <laughs> like, I've actually lost... I don't know about you. Like, I don't know if you read the article or not, but he has been like... And you can't see Danger. Danger's no longer a C option because there's just nah, too much shit going on there with him. But... You know, the game in which we thought he was going to dominate, Corey, was against Adelaide. You know, the team has averaged 130 against and all that, and he's only pumped out an 80. I mean, the four weeks prior to that, he had 115, 130, 149, 141. Then we we thought, yeah, run into that Adelaide game. Bang, that's going to be a 140-plus here. Didn't do it. Only scored an 80. So I've cracked the shits with him, and then he's come out and given us a 146. And now he runs into St Kilda. So now I'm kind of feeling like I want to trust him again. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. These um. I, I honestly think if Gorn's playing, I'm going. I'm probably going Grundy into Gorn. Let, let's face it, though. I mean, I don't know what Nat's time on ground kind of has been over the first couple of weeks here, Corey. But everyone will be running the VC on Grundy, and we're probably not taking anything. I mean, he scores a 121. We're probably taking that, to be fair. Yeah. Yep. I wouldn't be risking anything more no, than 120. Saturday, a bit busy. Man, watching Nick Nat, he's, he's, put on, he's put on a bit. I mean, I actually would not play in footy for so long, but he's just like... Oh, he's just... Nick Nat's great. You forget how good Nick Nat was. Nick Nat, yeah, he's he's interesting. Corey, he played fifty percent of game time on the weekend. Nick Nat, and he's what he score? Uh, 88, I think. Play out of that ruck where he's roved his own ball and delivered yeah. it inside fifty, but like deliberately tapped it over their head and then ran on. He's mm-hmm. just a genius. I I would love for him 60%. to just keep putting some shit 50%. scores out and be as cheap as chips next year. They're not shit scores though. He's averaging ninety three, I think, no. at the moment from his two games, Bastard. and he's played. He's probably combined for fifty percent of total game time between those two games. I mean, that's that's the outrageous thing with him. 
Crazy. So, I mean, there's going to be periods of time then when Grundy, you know, certainly gets his way in the ruck because he's probably up around the, like you said, he played 100% of the second half last week. So, um, yeah, I mean, I'm definitely using the VC on Grundy this week and I think you'd be foolish not to do that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and like I said, probably Grundy into Hall. Um, some early... To Hall. That's, man, I don't, don't even know why I said that. Grundy into Gorn. Maybe because Hall's not playing, so you were just yeah, being sarcastic. Yeah. Uh, so, um, yeah, you're going to take Grundy. Safe. Um, yeah, I forgot what I was going to say. I forgot the tangent I was going on. No idea. All good. Uh, trades? Had a look at all? I need to get Hearn into my team, Corey. Um, and Hall has to go for that to happen. Yep. However, the only person I can trade down would be Setterfield, but Setterfield's break even is 30 odd. So I don't know if I'm going to be able to do an upgrade this week because I need to be sacrificing some cash. Hate Leader Dunkley won't generate me enough cash to do that move, Corey. Um, so I'm, in, I'm kind of in a position where um, I'm potentially even just doing what I can just to avoid a donut this week. I think I think if Whitfield comes back, Hawk can just sit on my pine. That's yep. fine because um, I'll have six defenders there. You know, Cripps, gone. And Boke, hopefully just everyone comes back this week and I've got a full team, won't have to upgrade and um, maybe I can do one sneaky downgrade. Something like a, you know, a Young or a Gardner to a Hanrahan or something like that I'd, I'd probably flirt with, but that's about it. Ah, uh, yeah, I'm not doing any of that crap. Um, I'm either going Rob to Hanrahan via some DPP and a midfielder up or potentially holding Rob and just going Logue straight to Hearn. I know Logue's probably got a little bit of cash to make, but I think if I do that, I sit in a good position that completes, in quotation, my, my defence for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then potentially going to try and get Ainsworth to Whitfield before final, or just as finals come as a D7. That way I can loop probably Ryan and Stewart or Ryan and Laird or Ryan and Sicily. That would be a really, really convenient thing to do. Yeah, so that's that's where I've decided I've kind of honed in where I want that D, the number seven mm. um, player there. But I've also got to try, like, I've got two upgrades to go um, and Brad Crouch and mm. eight trades with 265k in the bank. <laughs> so, yeah. Anything Good else? Nah, mate. Very, very late on a Sunday night. Go enjoy some sleep. Um, On behalf of Bombs and myself, peace out community. Thanks for listening.